Join host Pastor Adama and Zama Segbiji from the 8th and 9th of August for Covenant 2018 with guest speakers Pastors Taiwo and Namti Adukoya of the Fountain of Life Church International, Nigeria. Venue is Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Time is 7 p.m. each night. Register free today at 01293-885-000 or online at solutionchapel.org for Covenant 2018, August 8th and 9th. Come and have a life transforming encounter with the covenant keeping God. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So there is a protocol that governs authority. And if you don't understand the protocol that governs the place you are, you will not be a blessing in that place. It's very important. So in every kingdom, there is a protocol. Same as in the church. The church is a representative of God here on earth. This is important. The church is a representative of God here on earth. So that means everywhere you see a God-ordained church, God is physically present. Well, are you glad you came to church this morning? Amen, amen. Well, before we, I want to share a short word with you, and then I think after that, we are going to eat some food or celebrate some things, amen. Um, Before we get into the word, uh, just to encourage all of you, this week is our covenant week, amen? Amen. This week, beginning uh, Wednesday and Thursday, is our covenant week. Encounter. It's not a conference. Covenant is not a conference. This is a mandate given to us by God. And we believe that God is going to do some amazing things. I want us to prepare. We are fasting this week. Uh, tomorrow, just for three days. Amen. Amen. Now, I know last month we fasted for 31 days. But some of you did not fast. Don't pretend. Some of you did not fast. So we are giving you another opportunity just to fast for three days. Amen? Amen. So we are fasting for the next three days, just praying into covenant as we uh, encounter the power of God. And I want to encourage everyone, this is an encounter of a lifetime never to be missed. Amen? Amen? Don't miss it for anything, and God will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, are you ready for the word? Are you ready for the word? Yeah. Well, this month is a month of honor. Uh, according to Revelation chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Say with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive uh, honor, to receive what? To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor. Amen. So this, this year we have been running on this scripture for the whole year. We've got two more months to go, the month of glory and the month of blessing. So this is a month of honor, and I believe that God is about to do something awesome in our midst. So I want to teach something really powerful that will prepare us to walk in in great honor. Amen? Amen. So turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 12. 
Revelations chapter 5, verse 12. I read. It says, Say with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And we are blessed by the reading of God's wish. Shall we read it together? Ready? Go. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12. Let's read it together. Ready? Go. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm sharing a two-part message that I have titled, Understanding the Protocol of Honor. Understanding the Protocol of Honor. Please hear me. Your understanding in life will determine how far you will go in life. What you understand is what you have dominion over. What you don't understand will dominate you. That's why understanding is so important. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, it says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in addition to wisdom, it says in all your getting, not in some of your getting, in all your getting, get what? Understanding. Why? Because understanding is so important. I have made some mistakes in my life because I had no understanding. Now, one of the mistakes I made early, earlier, very early on in my life is, is when I bought my very first perfume. The very first perfume I bought was called Elizabeth Arden Fifth Avenue. <laughs> now, that's a women's perfume for information. Isn't that right? Now, I didn't know that it was a women's perfume. I just went to the shop. I liked the smell, and I bought it. And when I'm going anywhere, going to play football, I'll spray Elizabeth Arden, Fifth Avenue. <laughs> when I'm going to sleep, I'll spray Elizabeth Arden, Fifth Avenue. Why? Because I had no understanding. Recently, my wife was working somewhere, and she decided to tease me. She saw Elizabeth Arden, Fifth Avenue, took the picture and sent it to me. <laughs> I said, okay, 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 you are, you, are, you are laughing at my ignorance. This was them days, them days, <laughs> those days are over. So what you don't understand, unfortunately, will mislead you. That's why understanding is so important. If we don't understand the reason why we are here on this earth, we will abuse the purpose for which God put us here on earth. Miles Monroe said, where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, you will abuse it. Now, the purpose of this pulpit must be known. If I don't know the purpose of this pulpit, guess what? I will abuse it. I will be kicking football on it. I'll be putting my leg on it. I'll be jumping on it and it will end up breaking. Why? Because I don't know its purpose. So understanding is important in the kingdom. 
In the kingdom of God, there is a protocol. Now, I'm teaching this morning on understanding the protocol of what? Honor. So, therefore, in the kingdom of God, there is a what? A protocol. A protocol can simply be defined as a way of doing things. The official way by which things are done in certain settings. For instance, there is a protocol when you go to the queen's palace. How many of you know that? There is a protocol that in the palace, when you come close to the queen, you have to curtsy. Is that what you say? What do you do? You curtsy. And how do you do it? Uh, the prime minister did one recently to uh, the prince, and people were laughing. They said, what is she doing? She nearly went down. So there is a protocol that governs authority. And if you don't understand the protocol that governs the place you are, you will not be a blessing in that place. It's very important. So in every kingdom, there is a protocol. Same as in the church. The church is a representative of God here on earth. This is important. The church is a representative of God here on earth. So that means... Everywhere you see a God-ordained church, God is physically present. Everywhere you see the representation of God's children gathered, you will see that God is there. Because he said, where two or three people are gathered in my name, I am there. That is the protocol that governs that environment. So it's important for us to understand the protocol that governs the, the areas we are aspiring to go before we get there. Why? Because uh, now, for instance, when you go to visit the queen, you are not permitted to stretch your hand to greet her. How many of you know that? Well, you don't know because you haven't been to Buckingham Palace before. <laughs> now, you are not permitted to give the queen a high five. It's a protocol. You are not permitted to put your hand around the queen. It's not permitted. Now, in many instances where you see the presence of a king or a queen, in most cases, kings are not permitted to handshake. That's the protocol that governs those institutions. Now, the same can be said to the house of God. When we come to the house of God, there is a protocol. For instance, this morning when the choir was ministering, I was sitting down. That's the protocol in this house. When they are ministering, that's not the time for me to also pick up a mic and start singing. Once I do that, I'm violating the protocol in the house of God. And every time we violate a protocol that governs a certain place, we face the consequences of the wrath of the place. Very important. I want you to follow me. So we are talking about understanding the protocol of honor. Next thing we want to ask is what is honor? Honor can simply be defined as placing something in high esteem. When I say I honor my wife, that means my wife is above every other woman. Are you following me? What I can say to my wife in secret, I can't say to any other woman. Why? Because I honor my wife. 
Now, this is very interesting. When you read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 30, which we read this morning, the Bible says that God said, Wherefore I, the Lord God of Israel, have said, I indeed said that thy house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. I want you to underline the word forever. So this is what God said in time past. What he said in time past is that this house is going to walk before me for how long? For how long? For how long? Forever. But notice a little caveat that God introduced there. Now God said, even though I have said that this house is going to walk before me forever, but now, now the moment you see the word but now, it means something is about to change. Now the Bible tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means he doesn't change no matter what. But when it comes to honor, God said, even though I have decided that this house, even though I've decided to bless you, even though I've decided to lift you up, even though I've decided to exalt you, but now, but now means he's about to change what he said before. Are you following me this morning? For instance, now you go to an interview and then the interviewer will say, uh, we've interviewed several people and we have decided not to give you the job. But we have changed our mind. The moment you hear but, whatever they said before is nullified. It doesn't hold no value. Now what they are about to say holds more value but than what was said before. So God said, even though I have made up my mind that this house is going to be before me forever. I said, but now the Lord said, be it far from me. Wow. The God who does not change. He is about to change something very important that has never happened before. He said, but now. Somebody say, but now. Somebody say, but now. He said, but now. The Lord says, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I the Lord, I Jehovah, I the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I the almighty God, them that honor me, I will honor why will God say that? Because honor is the protocol that governs the kingdom of God. The only code that gives you access, listen to me, access into the presence of God is called the code of honor. God said, they that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise, the word despise there means they that dishonor me, I will lightly esteem. So what is God saying? I want you to write this down. Honor opens more doors than prayer and fasting. Mm. Amen. Honor opens more doors than prayer and fasting combined. Esther honored the king. Remember Esther fasted for three days and three nights when the children of the Jews were about to be destroyed. Esther fasted for three days and three nights. But guess what opened the door for her? Honor. She honored the king at the dinner table. Remember? Do you remember that? And as a result of that, she was honored. 
Her request was granted not because of the prayer and fasting. One of the things the church has not caught is this, this key element of honor. Many Christians would take their pastors and castigate them on social media platforms. Many Christians will go to church, take their pastors and castigate them on their lunch table. Have you ever seen a Muslim criticizing their imam before? Have you ever seen it before? They don't do that because they understand honor. They understand what? Honor. But many Christians say, oh, we're in a dispensation of grace. It's grace. It's grace. Being in a dispensation of grace does not mean the law doesn't work. Yes, you can be in a dispensation of grace and say, well, it's a dispensation of grace. I decide to hit my head on this wall. Yeah, hit it and see. You feel pain. So there are consequences that follows what we do. Now, even though Esther fasted and prayed for three days and three nights, her request was only granted when she honored the king. Remember when Isaac was about to die? Isaac said to Esau, bring me food to eat before I bless you. What's that? Honor. Why would Isaac request food from his son before he blesses him? Because his son in the first place don't understand honor. He sold his birthright long ago. So quickly, Jacob came and honored the father and the blessing was transferred to him. Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me go, you have a double portion of the blessing. You have a double portion of the spirit. If you see me go, that means if you can honor me in my time of weakness, then you will receive the blessing. God said, David is a man after my own heart. Why? Because David understood honor. Even though David was weak, he was the worst sinner in the Bible. David sinned more than Saul. But God said, David is a man after my own heart. Why? Because David understood how to honor God. As a king, he will go and sit down before God and say, Oh God, what is my family that you have made me so great? You picked me up from the merry clay and you put my feet on the solid rock. What was that honor? Unfortunately, many Christians, a little blessing, they become arrogant. A little, a little blessing. A little two by four blessing. They become so arrogant. You can't talk to them anymore. If they were in the ushering department before, they say, do you know who I am? I'm now the managing, my, no, the damaging director. I'm now the managing director of so and so company. But where did you get that blessing from? From the house of God. Listen to me. What you were doing before God bless you is more important than what you do after you are blessed. You see, many pastors, they will be serving. They will be doing everything. They were not pastors before. When you appoint them as a pastor, then they change. Before you were appointed a pastor, was based on what you were doing before. 
when you were given the title a pastor, that's not the time to stop what you were doing before. Amen. I'm preaching. Amen. You say amen or not, I'm preaching. Amen. I know my preaching is good because this doesn't not come from me. It came from the one who sent me. So honor is so important. The church must come back to a place of honor. Now, we, the background we came from, we were taught honor from the very beginning. But we have come to this country and all those discipline, all those values that were given to us has eroded. Up to today, I can never call any of my brothers by their first name. That's honor. You add brother in front of the name. You add auntie in front of the name. You add, you add whatever. But you see children of these days, they call you by your name. Joe. They call an old man Joe. <laughs> my children call me by my name. I just look at them and say, wow. <laughs> I have never called my father's name before. Never. 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 I said, Call your father by his name or call your mother by her name. What? Who are you? If you do that, that day you see the stars. <laughs> you know, but you see, these days you go on the train and you see young people sitting down, old people are standing. Where's the place of honor? Where's the place of honor? In this society, children are disciplined and they'll be told at school, when you are disciplined by your parents, call 999. Where are we heading towards? And the protocol that governs us is the protocol of honor. And it's time to come back to honor. Amen. I said it's time to come back to honor. Amen. God is calling his house to come back to honor. Listen, it doesn't matter where the church meets. Wherever the church has declared as this is our meeting place, God is there. When Jesus was born in a manger, the Bible says that angels descended and they were worshiping him where there in the manger. It doesn't matter the environment. The moment we gather, it can be on the street. It can be in the gutter. It can be in a bathroom. It can be in a car. The moment we gather somewhere and say, this is the house of God, we honor that place. We don't come in casually. Uzzah dishonored God and God killed him. You know Uzzah? The Ark of the Covenant was being brought back. Uzzah, when the Ark tumbled, tumbled a bit, Uzzah said, let me help God. God said, who are you? When were you born? Can you help God? If you are given an opportunity in the church, thank God for it. Amen. Say a good amen to them. Amen. Thank God for it. Many of you, or some of you, pastors who have blessed you, you sit on your dinner table and you castigate them. I said, uh, what was he preaching today? Huh? Huh? Why is he always, the whole year he's been preaching from Revelation chapter 5 verse 12. Does he not have anything else to preach? Do you know the devil has a good way of disconnecting you from your source? The devil came to Adam and Eve and said, did God really say you should not eat? What is he doing? 
trying to disconnect them from their souls. The moment they ate it, the Bible says that they became naked. They were naked before. The glory of God covers them. Now listen to me. You don't see the covering of the glory of God. It's only the devil that sees it. But the fact that you don't see it doesn't mean you should devalue it. The devil wants what you have. So be careful. Don't approach the house of God casually. It doesn't matter if it's two people or three people. It's still the house of God. When I'm watching Christian TV and a pastor comes on and says something and he's going to make me laugh, I change the channel quickly to Animal Kingdom because I don't want to laugh. You can laugh at laughter of dishonor and leprosy will come on you forever. I tell my wife, please, let's change it. Oh, let's change it. I don't want to laugh because, you know, <laughs> and some of the things they preach on Christian TV is, is you know, it's, it's very interesting. Some of the things they do, they do things, they say things, and sometimes if you're not careful, you want to laugh. I said, please, let's go to the animal kingdom. If we watch the lion and the gazelle and the elephant and we laugh, that one, there's no anointing on them. We don't know whether, uh, uh, I mean, but as for that man or woman of God, you don't know whether God has called him or not. You were not there. Even Saul, after the anointing left him, David said, touch not. That's why God said the judgment will begin from the house of God. Listen, God will never violate his word. He has set in place how his blessings are released here on earth. This is very important. Write this down. God will never violate his word. He has set in place how his blessings are released here on earth. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. The Bible says that God said, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. So that means your prosperity is in the mouth of your prophets. You might not like him, but your prosperity is in his mouth. You might be older than him, but your prosperity is where? In his mouth. If he doesn't open his mouth, you ain't moving nowhere. That's why you have to do everything possible to get your man of God to release a blessing upon you. Because God has ordained his soul. God said, believe in me and you will be established. Believe in my prophets and you shall prosper. Now, do you remember when God said to, to, to Moses to trans appoint 70 uh, elders? Do you remember that? The Bible says that God said, and I will come to the camp and take the spirit of wisdom that is on you and put it on them. Why would God do that? Because that's how God operates. Why didn't God take, God is the source of wisdom. Why didn't God take his wisdom and put it on the 70 elders? God said, I will take what's on you, Moses, and put it on them. God will never violate his word. Please get this. The only way God is going to bless you here on earth is through your set man or your set woman of God. Amos chapter 3 verse 7 it says surely the Lord God will do nothing but 
that he has revealed, that he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Surely, the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants. When God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he needed to ask Abraham permission first. That's how God operates. Because if God comes on earth without permission from man, he has violated his protocol. So when God is about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis chapter 18 verse 17 to 19, the Bible says that the Lord God said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Say amen to that. All the nations of the world will be blessed in solution. Oh, that's a good place to say amen. amen. God says, for I know him, for I know Abraham, for I know solution that he will command, he will teach his children and his household after him that they shall keep the way of the Lord. Keep the way of the Lord there means honor the Lord. Honor the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. So God doesn't violate his, his word. If God is going to lift you up, he's connected your destiny to a set house. You better discover that house quickly. <laughs> How many of you know that no one ever chooses their parents? We just dedicated a child this morning. Did he ever decide to choose his parents? No. Did you decide to choose your parents? Some of you, your parents were not nice to you. You said, I wish my father is. No, it's not your father. Your father is the one God gave you. You don't choose your parents. This child never chose his parents. It's God ordained. The same way you don't choose your parents, you also don't choose your pastors. Because it's God ordained. Say a good amen. Amen. It's God ordained because God says in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, he said, I the Lord, I will give you pastors after my own heart. Not after your own heart. Because God knows that we are stubborn. God gave the children of Israel manna and they said, no, no, what is this? Every day manna, manna, what is this? God took them out of bondage. They said, ah, we don't like freedom. (laughs) Why have you brought us to the wilderness to die? Is it because there are no graves in Egypt? Can you imagine? You prefer bondage because of graves where you are going to be buried to freedom. You and I don't decide our parents. God said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart. And these pastors will teach you two things. Understanding and knowledge. They will teach you, they will feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. And when they feed you with knowledge and understanding, two things will come out of that. The next verse says that, and you will be multiplied and increased. So that means when you are planted where God has destined for you, 
Two things are always evident. Multiplication and increase. Today we are dedicating Margaret and Bride's child. I remember the first day Margaret walked into this church. First day she walked into this church. We were not here then. We had started a new branch in town when she walked in. And we keep feeding her. Feeding her. She was single then for information when she came. She was a single lady. Feeding her. Feeding her. Then God started lifting her up. Lifting her up. And then God gave her a husband. I was at her wedding. Blessed her marriage. Traveled all the way to Ghana. Blessed her marriage. See that progression? When you are fed with knowledge and understanding, two things are evident. Increase and multiplication. Increase and multiplication. Today, after the marriage, we are dedicating her son or their son. Can you see, can you see the progression? Now, if you are jumping from pillar to post, your name is on every church register, it's not of God. Yeah. Yeah. Say amen. Yeah. Because some of you, may, I remember there was a time I led a, a young guy to Christ, led him to Christ, bought instruments for him, paid for him to be trained and everything. One day we were having something at one of our branches and a lady came there, a lady pastor from another church came there and said, oh, that boy on the instrument is good. I said, yes, I know that. He said, he's one of my members. I said, what? <laughs> From another church. I said, I led this one to Christ. I bought instruments for him. I paid for him to learn how to play instruments. Today, another pastor is saying he's his member. So how many churches register are you on? Where do you belong? Can you see the trees outside? They have leaves on them and fruits on them because they have been planted in one place for long. Amen. Amen. Listen, listen. This, this thing of jumping from pillar to post in the church must stop. Amen. Say amen. amen. I said it must stop. Amen. If God has planted you here and you jump to Afghanistan, you will not experience increase and multiplication. Now, if you, <laughs> how many of us knows better than God? Any of us know better than God? God said, I, God, who knows better than you, who created you, I will give you pastors after my own heart and they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's what they will do to you. And when they feed you with knowledge and understanding, then you will increase and multiply. If you don't sit in one place, you'll be confused. You go to another church tomorrow, they'll say, today, uh, drink holy water. Drink holy water. Today, drink anointing, holy anointing oil, red blood of Jesus oil. This one is for fun. They are confusing you. 
By the time you go to all the churches and you are confused, you, your mind is confused. You don't know where you belong. It doesn't work that way. When they were hungry, when Jesus was about to feed the 5,000, Jesus said to the disciples, get them to sit down. Isn't that right? He said, get them to sit down. Until you sit down, we can't feed you. The only time you are fed is when you sit down. This is powerful. The only time you are fed and you will be increased and multiplied is when you want sit down. But if you are gallivanting from place to place, you cannot be fed. Because you and I are no more intelligent than God. Understanding the protocol of honor. Finally, as we close. Listen, when you honor an anointing, you receive it fully and its benefits without finding any fault. Is that true? Do you remember when you, when you first met that girl? And you said, I love you, baby. When you were wearing the love spectacle, the blues, everything you see is blue, 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 blue. Isn't that right? I said, oh, you are the sugar in my tea. Me and you, we will live forever. We'll die forever. <laughs> we'll die together. Oh, I cannot live without you, baby. Some of the things men say to women. And the women believe it. And you know what the guy is saying is not true. Amen. Is it amen? There's one man saying amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We tell them all kinds of things and the women's head becomes so big and they believe everything. Because there is love, you don't see anything wrong. You don't see anything wrong. But wait, when there is no love. <laughs> you, you wait till there is no love. When you wake up, you wake up in the morning and this woman is lying by herself. What is this? I made a mistake. <laughs> no, you didn't make a mistake because there is no more love. You've forgotten that love is a feeling. Feelings come and feeling do what? They come and go. So feeling you love her will not be there forever. It will not be there forever. There was recently I saw a man married, finally I'll close on this, a man married a woman and on their honeymoon, he said no, divorce. Because they put two pictures before and after. <laughs> When the woman looked before the man married her, she was, my goodness, the way she, she looked so beautiful. The following day, on their honeymoon, the makeup was off, the hair was off. <laughs> when, the woman, when the man saw the woman, the man said, no, this is not what I saw. I want a divorce. Because there is no love. The Bible even says, Love co covers multitudes of what? Sins. So when you love someone, you don't see no fault. When you love me, when I preach, you laugh and smile. But you wait. One day I say something, you get upset. Why is everybody laughing in the church? Because there's no more love. So when you honor an anointing, you receive it fully and its benefits 
without finding any fault. Matthew chapter 10 verse 41 and 42. Jesus said, he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give a drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. So what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying the way you receive an anointing is important. The anointing can never bless you until you what? Receive it. If I give you a gift, that gift won't bless you until you what? Receive it. We are seeing an evidence of a baby today because the man gave the woman a seed which the woman received and we are seeing the end result as a baby. But guess what? The man did not only give the woman one seed. The man gave the woman millions of seeds but she rejected all the other millions only one became evident because that one was received what you don't receive will not bless you the only thing that blesses you in the kingdom is what you receive so there is a protocol that runs in the kingdom of God. And it's time for us to understand this protocol of honor. And when we do that, God will continue to bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it this morning? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Let's receive the word with rejoicing. Yes. Let's receive the word with gladness. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. If you are here this morning and you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior, you've heard me preach this morning on understanding the protocol of honor. The kingdom of God revolves around honor. To even enter the kingdom of God, you have to understand honor. Jesus came to die for our sins so that we will have eternal life with God. If you're here this morning and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, if you know if you die this morning, you don't know where you're going to be, I want to pray with you. Accepting Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior is very simple and easy. Jesus did not come to condemn us, but to die for our sins. So if you're here this morning and you know you are not saved, I want you to say this from the depths of your heart. I want you to say it and mean it. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Let's all say it together. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Forgive me of my sins. Write my name in your book of life. May I serve you all the days of my life. From today, I have decided to follow you. No turning back. No turning back. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Father, we thank you for these precious souls that have decided to turn away from the prince of darkness and to follow you, Jesus. Your grace that has enabled them this morning, let that grace preserve them till your appearance. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. 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 Well, we've come to the end of the service. I hope you are blessed this morning. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Join host Pastor Adama and Zama Segbaji from the 8th and 9th of August for Covenant 2018 with guest speakers Pastors Taiwo and Namti Adukoya of the Fountain of Life Church International, Nigeria. Venue is Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Time is 7 p.m. each night. Register free today at 01293-885-000 or online at solutionchapel.org for Covenant 2018, August 8th and 9th. Come and have a life transformation encounter with the covenant keeping God.